1: You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your digital home for online gaming excitement, including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today
0: at PlayAlberta.ca.
2: Good. You're uh, having a little bit of uh, R&R during uh, the 10 days of All-Star break.
0: Well, and, des- well
1: deserved.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, Good to hear your voice, Jason. Yeah,
1: It's been a while. It's been a while. And I'm, I'm wondering, what SPF does Craig Button rock when he's poolside?
2: Uh, you know what? I was listening to some podcasts. I tell you, I was listening to the Jocks and Jills podcast with Tessa Banama and Julia Ticheri. Oh yeah. Trying to just, you know, they're trying to give a, a, a real push uh for uh, uh you know the PWHL and you know jumped on board. So I'm you know, just trying to hear what they have to offer. You know, the league is taken off. I mean the three on three Thursday night in Toronto at the all star event was unbelievable, sixteen thousand plus up and cheering. So, you know, just trying to give that. On the beach, you know, I, I want something lively. I don't, I don't need something, you know, uh, you know, keeping me in a in a nap state. I, I want something lively, and you know, I I love this is where I really kind of tap into new music. This is where I want to listen to new music and get some new vibes. I hey, bet it. By the way, ha, ha, have you listened to the uh, uh, the new Rolling Stones album? I you haven't. Like Rolling
1: Stones. I haven't.
2: Have you, Kanye? The,
0: the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones have a new album in twenty twenty four.
2: Oh, Wanye. You you like you know, rarely do you disappoint me, but this oh, was Craig, that's the nicest idea. thing. Like like I could have been I could have had, I could have been attacked by sharks and that wouldn't have been as disappointing as this here <laughs> well,
0: well now hold on, I didn't say I don't like the stones. I just didn't know <laughs> well, that they you, had a new you, album.
2: Well, you didn't know. I mean I didn't say you didn't like yeah, them, but I did not know them. Hackney Diamonds, it's it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable album. These guys are still making it happen. It's not, anyway, I listened to that in the fall. I'm not, but I'm thinking about trying to go catch the stones in California in July.
1: Makes sense. Stonehead, fit right in. Fit right in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, too, I want to make this clear it it has been reported now that Michael Buble was not on mushrooms. During the oh, yeah. uh, fantasy draft last night, during the <laughs> NHL draft, uh, he, yeah. he's made... Now, I mean, that's his word. I have no reason to uh, to doubt him.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sure. Sounds seems... to me like the lawyers have had 24 <laughs> yeah, hours to work yeah. out a plausible story. Yeah,
1: yeah, I wasn't out last Friday night either, so I'll use the same excuse. <laughs> so let's talk about a couple teams here, specifically let's start with the Kings. You know, I think it was two wins their last 16 games. Uh, the team was going in the wrong direction, and Todd McClellan's the one who is... Paying the price for it. You know, was there many other options for for uh, the GM Rob Blake, Greg?
2: I don't think so, Jason. And, and you know, I think Todd McClellan's an excellent coach. I I, I think that it uh, you know up until this last little slide, I mean, they were a team that certainly had everything you would think uh, was a stamp that that would make you believe they're a Stanley Cup contender. When, when you flip flop the years, when you are the seasons and. You know the LA Kings are now where the Edmonton Oilers were early in the season five five twelve and one. You know the slide, and then they made the coaching change. Right. I mean, they made it before five twelve and one. And it's not that Jay Woodcross isn't a good coach. Jay Madsen is a good coach, but you're looking at it and going, okay, we need we need to do something. And you can't you can't make trades for the most part. You can't change the the comp- the, the composition of your team. So. This is what ends up happening. And, and, and you hope that the change can have a positive effect. And certainly, you know, I, I think the world of Todd McClown, I think he's a top-notch coach, but I, I don't think that Rob Blake had, had any other choice. I mean, I guess he did have another choice. I, his choice was is to ride it out. But again, the GM and the coach are talking constantly, trying to find solutions to, to whatever problems exist. And I, I think Rob came to a point where he said, you know what, we need a different person trying to find solutions to our problems
0: now everyone's different and i'm sure it's the same with nhl coaches but how does for the most coaches getting fired i mean you're hired knowing eventually this isn't going to last forever you're going to be fired but maybe walk us through what a coach mcclellan would go through in the first few days after being fired like this
2: well i i think the first thing is, is as coaches you're you're in such a rhythm i mean getting prepared, your video, what's the next game plan, what are you trying to do? And, and, and you're in that rhythm, practice, game day, you know, pregame state skate, you know, everything that goes with it, uh, evaluating. And, and now it's like there's a sudden stop in his life. It's a sudden stop. It, there, there, there's no more of that. And, and you're trying to, okay, now what? You wake up and, and you've been on this, you know, you're. I don't want to say an adrenaline rush, but but the adrenaline is flowing through you and, the, you, you know, you're fired up and, and you're alive and now after, after you don't have a job, you're like, okay, now what, you know, you're watching a game. What are you watching a game for? You don't have a, you don't have a next game. You're not getting prepared for your next opponent. I mean, Todd, Todd's a student of the game. Todd's going to pay attention to what's going on. And and, and I wouldn't surprise me if teams phone Todd and ask him, uh, you know, for, for thoughts and, and maybe even hire him in some capacity to provide some insights. But you know, it it does. It comes to a sudden stop after you've been on this continuous roll, and and I I think that's the hardest thing, Wanye, to for for a coach that loses his job to now try to find that, that 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 filler that that thing that fills your your days, your hours, and 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 your thoughts, and and, and that is gone now for Todd until until his next job, and I do believe he'll have the next job.
1: Talking with Greg Button here on the Jason Gregor show. My name is Jason Stryker. He's Juan Ye, uh, breaking down the world of, uh, NHL. This is something that, you know, you hear it pop up every now and then, but the NHLPA's, um, leader, Walsh, uh, spoke again about the Coyotes and, and their, their plan there. And, and today he's, you know, he's expressing some frustration with a lack of a plan. And I, I kind of understand, like, you know, even if they find a piece of land today, it's not three years till it's built. So you're looking at five, six years in a, would be a subpar, you know, junior arena in most communities. So, you know, is where where does the t- the league have to go with this? Is it time to maybe look at other options, Craig, or how would you run this if you were in charge?
2: Well, I think it, you, you know, the league, Gary Bettman has has definitely uh, looked at trying to, you know, stabilize the franchise with a, with a stable facility, and and it just hasn't been able to to come to fruition. So. You know, that being said, I think Marty Walsh, you know, is is legitimate in saying, hey, listen, this is something that we have to address. And I I, I think that Gary Bettman wants to see it addressed, too, because it, it it's not in the best interest of, of the league to, to just talk about what you just said. It's a fabulous college hockey arena. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's a, it's a fabulous college hockey arena. This is the NHL. This is the NHL. And. You know, we, you know the, what the players expect and, and, and what the fans expect, it's not there in, in, in Arizona. So to, to Marty's point, you know, if, if, if there's a concrete plan and it says, okay, here's what we've got, here's how it's going to look, okay, now you can start to deal with, okay, how long will it take? Is it two years? Is it three years before we can get to, 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 a, to a meaningful place with, with a facility that's of NHL quality? And without a plan, you know, and promises of a plan – you know, don't work. So, you know, it's hard, you know, you have an owner that came in, bought the franchise, you know, invested money into it. It, It's hard for Gary Bettman to go and say, well, you know what, we're going to take the franchise away from you because you, you can't do that. And at the same time you want to apply the appropriate amount of pressure on it. And certainly Gary doesn't want this to happen. Marty Walsh doesn't want to see this happen to me. I think it becomes incumbent upon uh, the Arizona counties to provide a concrete plan in in in, in ASAP fashion, and if that isn't, if that can't happen, then what I would say is they have to look at relocation.
0: I'll blow your mind here, Study. I went to look how long it took to build Rogers Place from when they broke ground to when they opened up. Yeah, Rogers Place started being built ten years ago in March, March really, twenty fourteen. It opened in twenty sixteen. Ten years.
1: That's crazy. So it's been open, eight what, eight years?
0: So yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I think of how hard, oh, so how many machinations to get that thing underway, oh, right? And that crazy. was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So how long before it opened? Well, like What was it? Four but years? Two,
0: March 2014, it was started, and it opened September 8th, 2016. So it took a little over two years. Yeah. They're moving.
2: Oh, well. well yeah, yeah. I would say that in Arizona with no winter, they could probably do it in, in exactly that time or less. Yeah, but our, our, our
1: builders are hardcore. They, wow. they work in Come minus on, forty. Yeah. Exactly. They got all this, all uh, the equipment set to maximum yeah, speed. Yeah, let's be honest, Craig. We work year round over here, buddy. We're always out there.
2: Hey, listen, we have all the. We, hey, listen, people are used to working in the cold, right? So, like, and when you work in the cold, you work you work really at a high standard and fast. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. You want to get it done. You don't get paid by the hour. You get paid by the job, and you true. get it done sooner. Uh, Craig Bun joins us here on the Jason Gregor Show. Craig, the trade uh, that went down. Let I guess pick which one you want to go with, but it. The most recent one was the Monaghan trade. My my concern is this. The foot speed for him and Adam Lowry, not that they're not good players, but how much will that perceived maybe speed or lack thereof in the middle maybe hurt the Jets when they get into the playoffs?
2: Yeah, I'm not worried about Adam Lowry. And I think the way that Adam plays, Jason, you know, with the, the, like it works well. I mean, he's a, he's a hard, hard player to play against. And I think Kevin Shifley. Uh, you know any, in Scheifele and Lowry book any Monahan, I think it can work the, the other part of this too is that you know the has settled in at center and done some really nice work there. you know they 've played Velarde in the middle of the ice, and so i'm not so sure that you always have to lock Monahan into that into that into that spot uh between lowry and and Shafley. you You can put them in different areas you you could have them play. Down the lineup, yeah, you, you can swing it around. And uh, Sean's a, a good, solid player, and I, I agree with you. The foot speed isn't great, but you know, for Rick Bonus to have more options and to have different options on the power play, certain uh, scenarios where he can match up and say, "Hey, listen, we can gain a little bit of an advantage." Sean has offensive skill; it gives him a little bit more skill, gives him a little bit more depth. Stones also a really good two-way player. So I, I, I don't think you have to lock him into that spot uh, between Lowry and Shifley because there's other players that can do it, but, but the options that Rick Bonus has, I, I, I think are positive. And, and again, I'll, I'll look at it this way as well. It also helps you, you know, when, with respect to, you know, you're trying to strengthen your team. You're trying to add more to strengthen your team. And I think that's what the Winnipeg Jets did. And I'm sure you're going to ask me about the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. And I I think that's exactly what Elias Lindholm delivers there. And and Elias is a a better player than Sean Monaghan, in my view, Uh, can do more things in the game. And and I think it takes some of the pressure off Elias Pettersson and J.T. Miller because Lindholm can kill penalties. You know, Rick Talkett's had J.T. Miller, Elias Pettersson kill penalties. Takes a little bit of the pressure off of them, adds a little bit more uh, of an offensive bent behind those guys. And, And I think that helps the Vancouver Canucks. And the other thing I'll add to this too, you know, the Montreal Canadiens have 23 picks in the next two drafts. Like it's great to kind of pile up uh, uh, all these draft picks, but, but I compare it to this Jason. And it's like, you know, when you go to an event and you get drink tickets and no. at the end of the night, yeah. You, yeah, <laughs> you <do. laughs> and you get event tickets and you're sitting there, and you're going, oh, I have all these event tickets here. And like you either have to do one or two things, use them all, and, and, and maybe get to a state of inebriation that isn't positive for you or, they, or, or they're or they not worth anything. 23 draft picks in the next two years is not a good place for the Montreal Canadiens to be unless they use those draft picks to start to acquire players. Yeah, and they've because, done
1: that getting Doc and Alex Newhook, right? So I think, that wouldn't that be the plan they'd probably take?
2: Well, that well, better be because acquiring picks is not the way to go. You're not going to build your team. You'll be in a perpetual rebuild just getting draft picks.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Finally, what are your thoughts on uh, the NHL announcing their return to the Olympics? What do you think that...
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door.
0: And built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P. It's going to be for an impact on the game.
2: The NHL was going to the Olympics in 2022. The COVID kicked in, and 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 the rules in China prevented the NHL from going there. So, you know, I, only 2018 was the only year that we didn't go. And, and and quite frankly, Donald Fear dropped the ball. He dropped the ball when the, when the CBA was negotiated in 2013 and didn't make it part of the part of the uh, CBA. 2014 was already there, so. You know, when you, when, when, and I know I hear lots, you know, the players uh, go blame your leader. Your leader dropped the ball. <laughs> That's who dropped the ball in 2018. And I don't blame the NHL. For five consecutive cycles, they went to the Olympics, shut down their league, and, and they got very little, if, if anything, from the IOC. So I had no problem with the NHL not going there. 22, 22 was canceled. You know, coming back to the Olympics, you know, in a best on best, I, I, I think it's fantastic, and I, I think it's something that everybody looks forward to. Everybody loves to see the best players. I also, you know, and, and the step in 2025 with the with the uh, four teams that are going to play uh, next February. You know, that's a step in the right direction. I mean, we have the challenge of Russia. And we have so many excellent Russian players in our league. You know the Czechs are left out of it, the Swiss are left out of it. You know, so you know how, how do you deal with uh, how do you deal with that? But it's a step in the right direction, and I, I I think that everybody looks forward to it. The other thing I like about that four nations is that it's only for NHL players. It's only going to be it has to be all the rosters have to be filled with NHL players. So that's a good thing too. It's an NHL. NHL event, and I think that that's uh, really positive and, and again, a step in the right direction.
1: Craig, appreciate your time. Uh, make sure you apply a lot of sunscreen. We don't want you looking too golden brown when you resume your duties for TSN on TV.
2: Yeah, well, you know, you got to be careful of that. You know, you don't want to have uh, sun damage. You know, yeah. I use the 30 block, I use the 30 <laughs> block, <but> so <laughs> yeah. I like the sun.
1: <laughs> I love it. All right, Craig, thanks a lot, buddy. Take <laughs> care. Yeah. Have a great weekend.